0: Genius for life, coconut smoothies coming at you. Hello, hello, welcome to episode 125 of 15 Minutes of Genius. I'm your host, Alex Baer, CEO and founder of Genius Juice. Even though uh, this will be most likely airing uh, sometime February, March. Uh, This is our first time back in the studio in the new year. So good to be back. Awesome stuff. So I want to give a big plug to Mark Nicholas first. Mark N at ManhattanBeachStudios.net. He's the guy that provides this entire studio. There he is. He is actually in a van right now. Not down by the river. (laughs) It's a van right near the studio. So he uh, got this brand new van. Well, not brand new, but he got it. And he's operating right outside of the studio. The days we live in, technology is amazing. All right. So uh, without further ado, our guest, I'm going to pull up LinkedIn here, which has some information on her, but her name is Rachel Druckenmiller, and she is the founder of Unmuted and the website UnmutedLife.com, and she's hailing out of Baltimore, Maryland. A little bit about her. She's facilitated over 250 dynamic virtual learning experiences since March, 2020. You can learn more about how she's helped companies as mentioned on mutedlife.com. She's also a catalyst and trailblazer on a mission to activate and awaken hope, resilience, and connection in leaders and teams. Rachel, how are you?
1: I'm great, Alex. I'm I'm excited to be here for for this genius conversation. Ready to go. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. You're going to be genius. Um, I'm just here and uh, claiming to be a genius, but I'm not. So let's get into it. By the way, the lighting, everything you have there, I can tell you've done podcasts before. Uh, You're rocking it. Everything looks great. The lighting, your voice, crystal clear. Great job. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Thank you. I had no idea I would have a Stream Deck and a Roadcaster and a fancy mic and all this and a four K camera t- two years ago. But you know what? You adapt when things change. So
0: Exactly. It's a great way to get people to learn more about you and really build your brand, you know, and uh this is the age we live in now. This it's a podcast podcast age and Zoom age. So mm-hmm. um yeah, let's so let's like roll right into it because On LinkedIn, so Rachel and I, this is the first time we've actually spoken. We've, you know, interactions on LinkedIn, comments, likes. It's amazing that, like, I already know you without ever meeting you. But um, I'm a follower. You know, I I read your content and videos and obviously very engaging. So I'd like to know, we'd like to know more, first off, about what you do. What's your life's passion? Let's roll into that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, My life's passion, I'd say like at the core of what I am, you kind of mentioned this a little bit in the intro is that I'm like a hope dealer. Um, (laughs) And I, I feel like what I'm meant to do on earth is to work with organizations and leaders in their teams. And I come from, you know, a background of, you know, 15 plus years in corporate and to really help them activate compassion, connection, engagement, and hope to essentially create more aliveness within people and the organizations that they work for. And, and I do that through keynotes and through workshops and leadership trainings. And the interesting thing is growing up, I was I was pretty shy and pretty guarded. And I um I avoided all public speaking and debate and any of those classes in school because I was intimidated by the idea of um having to, you know, essentially speak in front of large groups of people doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. And and now I I do it for a living and I feel like what I've been kind of put here to do is to take all of the difficult things I've gone through, the experiences that have been hard. Um, the insights that I've gained, uh, the things I've learned from the books I've read and the people that I've met, and that I'm meant to take all of those things together and combine them into something that helps people to think differently and show up in the world in a more intentional and thoughtful way. And I feel very fulfilled doing that work.
0: Yeah, that's really amazing. And it's beautiful what you shared. And I can definitely relate to you, you know, kind of uh, revealing more about me is that I was a major introvert growing up. Um, I don't know if, you may you know, may, probably more than you, to be honest. Like sometimes I wouldn't even go to dinners. I didn't want to be at a table with people. I wanted to be in my room. And I find that the most gifted people for what they have to share are usually the most introverted growing up <laughs> because we're more, we're, we think more and come up with ideas and we have so much to share. I would have never thought that you were introverted just by the, your, your nature and how you talk with people and how you have speaking engagements. But you probably have one of the, the best gifts of all when you're introverted and then you become extroverted, right? That's the way that I look at it.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny you say that. Cause I had a friend, cause I actually, I was so connected to my identity. We get really connected to identities. Right. And I was so connected to the identity of being an introvert that when I was in, I don't know, either middle school or high school, I had a book called the introverts advantage. A mm. Book that still is in print.
0: Exactly, that's a great, great uh, title. Yeah, keep going. It's a
1: great title, right? I was so connected to that identity, and then several years ago, right before I was going to launch my business, about maybe a year or so before, I was going through a branding exercise, and I was talking to a friend of mine who I've known for you know almost twenty years, and and I said to her, I said, you know, I'm I'm really conflicted right now because I feel like I'm actually more extroverted than I ever thought I was, and I'm struggling with that because of the identity I had that I'm an introvert, and she said something so insightful. She said, maybe you just never felt safe enough to be yourself. Hmm. And I think as somebody who lived a very guarded and protected, and I, I'm afraid what people think of me, and I don't want them to judge me, and I don't want to disappoint people, and I don't want to fail, and I don't want to embarrass myself, I don't want to do anything wrong, that I lived just this guarded, protected, like walking on landmines existence. And now I, you know, it's taken a lot of time, and it's been through a lot of challenges. And 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 trials and whatnot that i've come to a place of feeling like more and more it's okay for me to show up as i am and uh not be as worried about what people are thinking of me and um it's Oh, man, it's, it's, it's been through the practice of putting myself out there, <laughs> you know, and, and, and having those moments where I do open myself up to critique. I do share things very publicly. Um, I sing on LinkedIn and in keynote, and, and, and that's a very vulnerable thing. I share a lot of things very vulnerably, but I have found that the healing I experience through doing that and the connection I experience through showing up that way is so worth whatever any judgment is that somebody might um, point toward me.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah, it's amazing Yeah, what you're sharing, uh, like I said before. Um, yeah. Because we all have a gift to share. And I think the top thing that we, we hold things back because we are overly concerned about what people think about us. And I find personally that when I can just share how I feel and what's on my mind and those emotions and be raw about it, you're actually letting in people that Will come into your life, and then the ones that are not meant for you, they see who you are, and they're just not meant for you, and they're not in your life. Mm-hmm. So by being who you are authentically, you're bringing the right people into your life, which I think is a great, like fringe benefit of just being yourself and being, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and just expressing and emoting. Yes. Um, so you do you do speeches, uh, keynote speeches, and uh, tell us more about some companies that you have worked with and just an example of some subjects and things you've talked about in some of your speaking engagements.
1: Yeah, I mean, one of the main things I get asked to speak about is resilience because people are just struggling, you know, right now, especially if if people are feeling defeated and discouraged and, um, you know, really having a hard time finding the hope or finding anything they're grateful for in the midst of so much change and uncertainty. And so I work with all different kinds of organizations. I work a lot with professional services firms. So um you know accounting and engineering and financial services and insurance that's my backgrounds in insurance um, i also work with healthcare and education uh, which has gosh their worlds have been totally totally changed in the past two years but I, if i think of some specific experiences one that stands out to me uh that was really powerful i do i do what i what I've found in the past um, two years especially is that people are craving connection over content so i often tell my clients look if you can just google what i'm about to present to you like, don't hire me, like you're overpaying for some, an article that you can Google. What I create is an experience. So for instance, I was brought in to do something with the one of the financial directorates for the Federal Aviation Administration. And I said, look, we don't necessarily normally bring in outside speakers like you, we do a lot of things internally, um, but we want to do something to celebrate the end of the, our fiscal year because, you know, our people have worked really hard and it's been hard and we want to do something to celebrate. And so I brought them like a two hour experience. Where we had almost 100 people on a zoom call and people were dressed up i mean they had backgrounds with like you know new year's stuff on them and glitter and some people like seriously went all out people were wearing wigs and hats and sunglasses and and i walked them through three different choreographies of conversations where they got to connect with each other in small groups around conversations that people don't normally have at work that we should be having more of like for instance, what is it about the work that we do that's so meaningful or purposeful in the world? And they talk about it with each other in the groups of three. And then we come back and we hear some of the most powerful stories shared. And it's a way for them to remind each other as a collective of like, why why do we matter? People need to feel relevant in their work. Of they need mm-hmm. to know you know, who they're helping and why it matters. And then you know, we gave them a chance to, to celebrate something in the year that they hadn't yet celebrated, whether it was personal or professional. And then we gave them a chance to write a letter of appreciation to somebody that they work with or somebody else in their life. And, and then to reflect on that experience and even potentially share that letter with someone if they wanted to. And we had people messaging people that weren't in the event saying, you need to come here, like that we're on their team. Like you need to come in here. And for me, that's so validating. Cause so often virtual experiences are abysmal. Like they're really bad. They're boring. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. People are watching the clock the whole time. They're like, when is this nightmare over? And to be in a situation where people not only stay to the very end, but they're like telling their friends, like, you need to be in here. And the experience and the outcome was exactly what you're hoping for is people felt more alive. They felt celebrated. They felt energized. They felt connected. Like, that's that's the purpose of all of this. Um, they felt proud of themselves and of each other, of their whole team. And I, I think I think there's not enough of that happening in organizations right now. And I have so much fun doing that. So that's like, that's an example of, of something that I've gotten to do. Um, you know, I, I do a bunch of, bunch of other things too. Um, if you want to share another story at some point, I'm happy to just about the power of, we have colleagues that are going through things right now Mm -hmm. that we don't know what they are because we're not giving people the chance to talk to each other about things other than work. And one health system I was working with, um, someone on one of their teams has been going through cancer, I believe it's leukemia for the past year and none of his team members knew until they're in this small group of a dozen people together. Nobody wow. knew.
0: No one knew. Mm. And they're like suffering and going through treatments and no one knew what this person was going through <laughs> at all.
1: Nobody knew. Like we need to create the space for these conversations for people to talk to and connect with each other in meaningful ways, you know.
0: Exactly. Um I mean this is happening in our company at Genius Juice, right? Where everyone we're together but we're also fragmented as well <laughs> because we're in different areas in the country. I have people that are in, you know, Central America. I have some people that are in Ohio, New York, you know, um Arizona, um, and then obviously Southern California in different areas. And I can't remember the last time that we all saw each other in person. Now part of that is aggravated by COVID where we're all working from our computers enough, there's been a lot of conversation about that, which I won't get into, but the point is is that we're all fragmented, we're, we're human beings and we're meant to connect with each other. And when we're working over computer more and more and we're reliant on that technology, we don't feel each other, we don't see each other, we don't give each other hugs, there's, no, there's not as much emotional connection. And this is all really crucial, like as what you're, what you're discussing is team building and culture, right? Is the culture mm-hmm. to me is a number one thing, an element that keeps people at a company and makes it makes them feel happy and fulfilled, right?
1: Yes, uh, absolutely. Like if they don't feel connected, if they're like, I mean, there's research Facebook did several years ago where they found the three things that employees want most from work, regardless of age, is cause community and career. They want to work for orga- or an organization that stands for more than just making money. They want to work for an organization where their growth and development are supported. And they want to work for an organization where they like the people they work with.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I mean, if you don't like who you work with, um, if you're working for a bunch of, you know, assholes or (laughs) people that are just not great, you know, not nice people or they're down or they have a negative, you feel their negative energy, you're going to hate going to work and you don't want to show up. And like, you have to show up if you want to get paid but then the work you do and the quality is just not going to be there to help the company grow. So that's, that's something I strive for, but I also struggle with because the nature of it is we're all in different areas. How do I get people together to feel each other and feel really proud to be part of genius juice? I guess it's probably bringing you in for a speech, for a (laughs) speaking engagement. That's the answer. That's the answer. So, um, anyway, that's a great plug. That was a great segue. So, um, (laughs) Let's talk about, you know, because again, I go on your LinkedIn, I see it, um, you know, I click like so much that you're, you're right in my feed. You discussed also about your challenges and struggles from the past, right? Past businesses, internal battles within. These are all things that I think beyond your business and your personality there, I really identify with that because, you know, everyone has battles within. Um, can you share more about just your, your history, what you went through And how you overcame um, some of your struggles
1: yeah i mean i've had a bunch of different health issues like my whole life and and one of the things that really shifted for me is i've been in i started in corporate wellness in 2007 which was kind of earlier on in the industry there weren't that many people really focused on it and you know 15 years ago and uh i was going through my own challenges of of um undiagnosed kind of dietary issues that i had and once i addressed those i got rid of you know a decade of acid reflux that i'd had and chronic ear nose and throat infections that i'd had that plagued me most of my life and i realized wow food could be so powerful mm-hmm. in helping us to heal our bodies you know you know about this and and then several years later i um had just as somebody who's always been very you know kind of type a and 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 very driven and and very much focused on performance and achievement and accolades and all of that uh, five years ago, I found myself in a really rough spot when I, I burned out and got Epstein bar virus, which is an acute form of mono, mm. uh, five years ago, lost my voice for a period of time. I was sick for, for months and months and months and, you know, sleep 12 hours a night and not feel rested. And I had to recalibrate everything in my life. I, I got shameless plug. I, I don't have any deal with them or anything, but this company called whoop. I wear a whoop band.
0: How do you, um, how do you spell that? Is that W H O O P? Yep.
1: Yeah. W-H-O-O-P. Okay. Um, Hopefully you got a check and in the mail it,
0: from them. That'd be great. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know. I just got this new one, but it's, it's super cool. And it helps me as somebody who, um, has a tendency to like override my body. It's like my secondary check to be like, your, you, your tank needs a little fill up. You got to go to bed earlier tonight, or you can't push yourself so hard. Or, Hey, you got some extra energy to spare. You got some juice to spare. Like you can push yourself harder in a workout today. So This has been really helpful recalibrating my sleep. And then, you know, I launched my business in 2019, Um, seven months later, pandemic and all the lockdowns hit and 100% of my business, and I'm the primary breadwinner in my family, but 100% of my business was in-person speaking engagements.
0: Mm So you had to adjust majorly for that, <laughs> Major. like in a
1: second. Like I had a client who reached out that I did work for three years prior, and they were like, "Do you? Our people are struggling. Do you do virtual trainings?" And like any good entrepreneur, I was like, "Sure do. Let's get on the phone."
0: <laughs>
1: um Let's do it right now. I you
0: know, so, need it. Let's
1: do it. Let's yeah. do it right now. So I built it out. I you know building hope and resilience in the midst of uncertainty. I did build a three part series, and I just started finding other people that would. would that would have me and um you know fortunately i ended up having the the, my an excellent year my second year in business and last year like doubled my business from that prior year and this was all while thank you it felt it felt really good um and like seven i guess seven weeks or so after i was doing all that dancing and adapting i was out running with my husband because you know during COVID they're like go outside and I, a pickup truck was taking a right-hand turn at a red light and, uh, did not apparently see or notice that there was a pedestrian running across the street and hit me. And I ended up with a, um, a compression fracture in my lower back, oh, my um, God. and, okay. uh, damage to the cartilage in my left ankle. I was like, you've gotta be kidding me <laughs> like this <laughs> 2020 sucks, you know, like just really kind of hit you while you're down, you know,
0: did, did you, are you, are you recover now where you can run again and full mobility or Um, you,
1: my back? So I didn't need surgery, which was good. I was in a back brace for like two months and muscle relaxers and uh, almost a year of physical therapy. Um, and you know, PTSD recovering from some of that. I'm still seeing a therapist for that, but the unfortunately cartilage without a blood supply doesn't really, kind of heal so that my left ankle will probably always be a bit finicky. So I, I I wouldn't say I have not yet gotten back to the level that I was before the accident, which is, it's hard. You know, it's like an adjustment. Like what we're all going through is there's what's what's our next normal. Like we can be mad at the fact that the old way is no longer. And I have been many times. Um, and at a certain point you have to say, well, that was, and this is, what do I want to take with me going forward? And so I decided I'm using this and I turned it into a, keynote called I'm Still Standing Rising Up With Resilience When Life Knocks You Down. So literally <laughs> knocks <know>. you down, <laughs> literally. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, it's great that, you know, it's um, despite all the all the challenges and what you went through and you can like you came out the other side, obviously very inspiring where you created your own business and yeah, and you had to pivot because your business was based on doing everything in person. It, it reminds me of, of my sister who um, has a business up in San Francisco and uh, they do um, relationship coaching and they have big groups in a very enclosed space. They have 20, 30 people. And same thing that reminds me of like, what my sister did, where she, when, when the pandemic hit, I mean, we're talking, this is intimacy stuff. You know, couples are in the room. They have older elderly intimacy classes. It's, it's probably the most um, besides yoga, one of the most anti COVID things you want to do. It's dangerous, you know, when, when things are spreading, so they, they pivoted to all online, and she has never been happier. She's like, I don't have to do in-person events anymore. I can do one-on-ones. I can focus on each person. I can do groups. And they are uh, making more money and more successful than ever. So even though it was a tough pivot, it ended up working in their favor. And it sounds like with you, your business picked up. You you don't have to travel the country. You could do it all from that room, right? So it's there is yeah. a there's a big benefit on the back end, right, to... Shifting. It, there is yeah there
1: is, it. and it's like I, I didn't even know because I ultimately want to have children you know or at least one, and if you have to travel all the time to get paid it's really hard to think about how that logistically works, and for me, knowing that I can do this work virtually mm-hmm. um, is frankly opening up a possibility that I could be a mom and yes and not have and, and do both that I could do both
0: yes absolutely you know? absolutely it's uh it's It's like something that was very tough in the beginning but now you can you have personal and business which you know can blend together really easily mm-hmm. but seeing your children grow up i mean i don't have any kids yet but i imagine that is incredibly incredibly valuable to have that luxury so really cool so. um so uh let's go into our next segment because we're running out of time this is called rapid fire questions right on. rapid fire <laughs> questions <laughs> Did you know this was coming? Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well prepared. Yeah. yeah. So we have new questions, by the way. So, Great. Uh, um, you know, we, we updated them about a month ago. So depending on which episodes you've seen, um, you may or may not have heard these questions. But ready to go? Here I'm we ready. Go. All right. So for music, which decade is best, the 70s, 80s, or 90s? 90s. <laughs> Same here. Nirvana and Tupac. Uh, what do you do for exercise?
1: Um, my Peloton, or I go for walks and do yoga.
0: Movie you can watch an unlimited amount of times.
1: Oh gosh. Um, uh, oh gosh. There's not that many, but like Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy is one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love the scene where he's like uh, talking to the to the waitress and after he got hit you know he had the thing on his face and uh he's just like uh you know what's your name Dorothy let me tell you why I suck in sales I have the sale right here and he had like the biscuit and then I ruined it and then like and then the and then the the server's like wow you are sick <laughs> i fu- and I'll fire up the grill I'll make your I'll make your lunch anyway so yeah good. love that movie yeah. so good all right uh Okay, chocolate or vanilla for food or dessert?
1: Chocolate, dark chocolate.
0: All the way. I love our dark chocolate protein smoothie plug. Favorite country <laughs> to travel to? Spain. Spain. Favorite Star Wars character? Yoda. The baby Yoda or the older Yoda? <laughs>
1: the baby Yoda.
0: <laughs> the baby Yoda, of course. Half the, it's, that's half our answers is either baby Yoda, <laughs> older Yoda or Luke Skywalker. I think one person (laughs) said Jabba the Hutt. I'm like, okay, I don't know where that (laughs) came from. Uh, Interesting self-image they have. Um, All right, so (laughs) what is your spirit animal? A peacock. It's funny, I I was raised in Palos Verdes. Look it up Uh on Google after this, Palos Verdes. And Uh in the 20s, 1920s, some guy brought peacocks from Turkey and released them into Palos Verdes, small community and now there's a million peacocks there. Like they keep you up at night during the mating season. They're like, ah, like it's, it's. I know, like... their sounds are so <laughs>
1: funny. I have one right behind me. My husband just gave me a new picture for Christmas, a painting of a peacock. I have, they're, they're all over my house. <laughs> wow, well, they're, they're beautiful yeah. creatures. They're beautiful,
0: yeah. yeah. So uh, do you like to drive an SUV, a coupe, or a truck?
1: Uh, coupe.
0: For food, salty or sweet? Sweet. Favorite day of the week and why? I think I know based on your profession.
1: (laughs) Favorite day of the week. I love Saturday. I have, I see a therapist every Saturday and then my husband and I have this favorite breakfast place we always go to. And then we usually do some kind of like a date night Cool. um, or I can have more time for exercise. I don't know. So I'd say Saturdays, I just get to sort of like unwind from being in performance mode all week.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Recover. Yeah. Recuperate, recover, recharge. All right. And then uh, Uber or Lyft, even though we're not really taking them right now. Lyft. LeBron James, Michael Jordan, or Kobe Bryant, the oh, greatest gosh. of all time.
1: I mean, how about I just say, my maiden name is Bryant, so I'll go with Kobe. <laughs> Kobe <Bryant>. that, That's <laughs> what I always tell people, like, I'd say Rachel Bryant or Rachel Bryant. I'd be like, like, Kobe, and then now, you know, it's gone.
0: Like, oh, yeah. R.I.P. I, yeah. I, I do the same, like, for bear, because they're like, bear, mm-hmm. like a, a bear? I'm like... The aspirin bear all right makes it easy all right um not sure if, And hopefully you've seen these movies terminator one or terminator two which one is your favorite action movie
1: oh that's a real struggle i haven't seen either in probably 20 years <laughs> i have no idea <laughs> legit i have no idea shall we skip uh let's we'll skip. Yeah. We'll skip it
0: yeah yeah all right so last question favorite food or drink if you're stuck on a deserted island and you cannot say genius juice <sighs>
1: Goodness, favorite food or drink. All right, you ready for this? Yep. There's a place in Baltimore called Gingy Chocolates. My friend Gingy Fraser runs it and she makes these peanut butter stuffed Turkish figs that are dipped in dark chocolate. And she knows wow. the growers of the chocolate in Ecuador and it's all like raw and, or it's all vegan and um, just, they're a taste of heaven.
0: Taste they wouldn't heaven. sustain
1: me necessarily. Well, maybe yeah. there's sugar protein and fat. So I don't know. Maybe they could sustain me.
0: <laughs> Those are the basic food groups <laughs> peanut butter, figs, and chocolate. I mean, I think that's at the, the very bottom of the pyramid for like what you need for foundation. That and water. Right. You know? Of course. Of um course. Yeah. It, it's uh that's like a Reese's on steroids, but much healthier. So very good. Yeah. I should so check good. that out. I should order online. Right. So that is yeah. rapid fire questions with Rachel. Right. Yeah. Miller. And I love your last name, by the way. I love it. So it's so unique. Thank you. Yeah. There's
1: there's drunken noodles. I've gotten my husband's. Uh, my husband was an elementary school teacher, and he's gotten his kids to say at uh, Mr. Um, Mr. Dunk Mr. Dunkin' Donuts. Um, all all kinds of <laughs> really entertaining. Drunken melon.
0: Drunken yeah. melon. It's like a it's a conversation starter and an icebreaker. So take yeah, yeah for sure. You're taking it. <laughs> all right. So uh, your website, unmutedlife.com. Um, Uh Anything else, uh, social, anything else you want to share with the viewers on how they can find you?
1: Yeah, on Instagram at Unmuted Life. And then I also write a bi-monthly newsletter on LinkedIn called Unmute Yourself. So if you go on my LinkedIn page um, and go to my featured posts, you can find it in there and subscribe. I've got, I think at this point, uh, about 7,300 people that have subscribed and I'm starting a LinkedIn live show by the time this airs I will have already started it and it's uh, in January I'm going to do a show every other every other week on LinkedIn live and I'll sing in that and bring on guests and talk about how we unmute ourselves. So
0: Love that. Yeah, singing is about as unmuted as you can get, you know, with expressionism. I love it. That's awesome. And uh Cool. And then LinkedIn Live, what what day of the week will that be?
1: It's going to be Mondays at noon Eastern time, and it's okay. going to be starting on the 24th of January and then every other week. So whatever that ends up looking like.
0: <laughs> awesome. I'll be tuning in for sure. I can't wait to see <laughs> it and, and hear the singing. So, All right. Well, Rachel, thanks for joining us in episode 125. I've been really looking forward to this for a while. Thanks for taking the time and sharing your story.
1: It was a lot of fun. Thanks so much, Alex. Really appreciate it.
0: You got it. Have a wonderful night. All right, so that is, as mentioned, episode 125 of 15 Minutes of Genius. Big plug to Mark Nicholas, Mark N. at ManhattanBeachStudios.net for all your editing desires from a van in a studio. He's mobile. The guy's, he's the terminator of podcasts and and doing videos and audio. He's amazing. All right, so uh, again, 125 in the books. And one last thing, stay unmuted and genius my friends genius for life coconut smoothies coming at you